This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 48, the solo series. I don't know what you heard, but <laughs> she runs the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Vaughn here. Welcome to episode number 48 of She Runs the Show. Can you believe we're two episodes away from 50 episodes? I, I, I don't know whether to jump up and down or to say, I still got a long way to go. I'm kind of feeling both, but welcome to this episode. Just to, I want to intro in a little bit of a different way. So just so that you know, you might be new to She Runs the Show. She Runs the Show is a podcast really geared to women entrepreneurs and to women entrepreneurs who really desire to create a life where they have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And when I say relationships, I mean all relationships, friendships that are solid, um, relationships personally at home that are connected. And if you're a woman entrepreneur, but you're struggling in the relationship arena, kind of like I am at this moment in time, I would say one of the reasons why we're creating the businesses that we're creating is because we want to have the time, the space and the room to redesign our relationships and create the relationships that we really want. So even if you're in a space where, like me, you're trying to figure certain things in the relationship arena out and, you know, you're having to let go of some things and you're having to, you know, change boundaries and dynamics of relationships because you're finally stepping into your own, uh, keep listening to She Runs the Show because I'm going to talk about some of those things over time. I'm going to talk about how to set healthy boundaries, how to stop settling, how to just become who you were meant to be, even if that makes other people uncomfortable. I haven't yet dived into that on She Runs the Show and I'm going to go there in a few weeks. So Tune in because you're going to hear more of that in the next couple of weeks. And also, just so that you know, She Runs the Show comes out every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. That schedule has switched on and off. But the more that I do these episodes, the more I realize that delivering them to you on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays is really what I can do consistently. So you will see a new episode every Sunday, every Tuesday, and every Thursday. So be on the lookout for a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Friday Night Insights, which I I used to do, is not something that I'll be doing anymore. So if you're looking for that little short inspirational message, I'm going to just infuse it in here on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Now, before we get into the episode, because we're talking today about how to stop focusing on the wrong things, I want to get us as women entrepreneurs focused on the right things, which is supporting each other. And so every episode, I'm going to feature a couple of women entrepreneurs who rock, literally, who um, inspire me as a woman entrepreneur, but also who are there to inspire you as a woman entrepreneur. And so let me start by talking about Karen MacArthur. And if you haven't watched Karen's uh, Just Show Up video, definitely go to her website, The Beau Life. And Beau is spelled like in in French, Beau. Uh, Très belle, Beau. Uh, The Beau Life is T-H-E-B-E-A-U-L-I-F-E.com. The Beau Life, French spelling of the word Beau. And Karen MacArthur is, uh, you know, a powerhouse. So she was, a, imagine a criminal defense attorney uh, raising little babies on her own. I mean, she's got a story. And in Just Show Up, she tells you about her story, but she tells you about the importance of just 
showing up and how in very specific instances in her life, the mere fact that she just showed up made all the difference in the world. So if you haven't heard of Karen MacArthur, if you haven't listened to her stuff, go check out The Bow Life, B-E-A-U, Bow, French spelling, thebowlife.com. And the other woman entrepreneur, I've had her on the show. So Tangia Renee, I got to tell you, Tangia, and I call her T, but hellogorgeousfitness.com. She is She's a badass. I got to tell you, she's a badass. And I don't mind using that word because there's no other way to describe the kind of powerhouse that she brings to the table. And she is a, a, a health coach. She is a, she actually, she does competitions like physique body competitions. Amazing. And she really delivers these Periscope messages that are on point for real, call it what it is. And her desire and her purpose is really to help you unleash your inner badass and to define your own gorgeous, whatever that looks like. It's not a body type. It's not a, like, define your gorgeous and live that. Uh, So if you have, you know, we all have fitness issues. You know, I've been telling you guys I'm training for a fitness competition. Like every day I feel like changing my mind about that. And I'm getting closer. I mean, I'm working out and lifting weights. My nutrition is not perfect at all. Um, But One of the things that I learned from T constantly is that I get to choose what my version of gorgeous looks like. I get to create my own version of what I see as being a gorgeous life. And I don't think we get that message enough. I think as women, especially, we get told what our body should look like, when it should look that way. We get defined by youth and looks and curves and all of these other things. And T goes a long way in helping women really define their version of a gorgeous life and then live it. So check out Tangia at hellogorgeousfitness.com. And every week I'm going to do this. Every week I'm going to feature two women entrepreneurs at the beginning of the episode because I think as women entrepreneurs, we need to support each other. It's not enough to say women entrepreneurs need to be more powerful or women entrepreneurs have so much potential. Why aren't we getting there? If we're not actually supporting each other and talking about each other and sharing each other's stuff, then it's really pointless. What are we doing here anyway? So if you know of some great women entrepreneurs and you know you would like them featured on the She Runs the Show podcast, send me an email, She Runs the Show podcast at gmail.com. Just send me an email with, you know, one or two recommendations and I'll check out their websites and I'll feature them. Because honestly, one of the reasons I have this podcast is so women entrepreneurs can support each other. But if we don't know that we exist, then there's no way that we can actually do that. So those are the two that I'm featuring on this episode. Again, there'll be two more. Uh, I'll feature two every single episode moving forward. So let's get down to the business of this episode. All right. I'm, I just, I, you know, I just found the gl- pair of glasses that I was looking for yesterday. I'm holding it in my hands and I'm thinking I have a pair of glasses on my face and then I'm holding these. I'm like, where were you yesterday? I was looking for you. Okay. <laughs> Squirrel syndrome in action. Let's get down to the episode. So let's talk about episode number 48, how to stop focusing on the wrong Things You know, it's so easy to get off track. I did a whole episode early in the show about squirrel syndrome and being a jack of all trades. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about how do you make clarity, focus and efficient action a mainstay in your business. And by the end of this episode, you're going to learn, you know, why you're doing a lot. You're busy, like why you're busy 
and why you have a lot of things that you're checking off your to-do list, but why it's not producing very much in terms of revenue, profit, and, you know, additional impact. We're also going to talk about the three missing ingredients to your business approach. So if you find that you're not, you know, using laser focus and taking massive action, we're going to talk about what the three missing ingredients are to that kind of focus. And then we're going to also talk about how do you put whole mind into present action? If you've coached with me, if you've heard me speak, you hear this a lot. And I do say it a lot, put whole mind into present action. And I'm going to walk you through how to do that today. And then in this episode, we're going to learn the one rule you need to follow to have laser focus in your business. So let's just get down into it because I see a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's especially women entrepreneurs, I can't say that. I think men have this too, but busy, busy, busy doing tons of stuff, tons of stuff, like always a to-do list that's 20 items long. And and those of you who know me know that I always focus on what are my next three steps. Like I might have a sheet of paper with 10 things on it, but my mind is on what are my next three steps? Because it's too easy when you go beyond three to get overwhelmed and then to not do anything. But so much of what we do is about to-do lists and checking off things and, you know, like administrative tasks but it's not producing much in terms of revenue, profit, impact, uh, additional people on your email list. And the reason, you know, when people say to them, I'm doing all of these things in my business, I got a podcast and a YouTube channel and Periscope and and why am I not getting more followers? Why am I not getting more of this? Here's the answer. You are taking a lot of action and it may feel like massive action, but your actions lack clarity, purpose and focus. Without clarity, purpose and focus, you're doing a lot of different things, but not for any of the right reasons. And so if you feel like you are always doing, it's not an issue of you not showing up. It's not an issue of you not spending time in your business. You feel like you're doing all of these things, but it's not producing what you want it to produce. It's because your actions lack clarity, purpose and focus. Money comes to clarity, purpose and focus. New clients come to clarity, purpose and focus. If you are doing a lot, but not producing much, it's because your actions lack clarity, purpose, and focus. Now let's talk about the three missing ingredients to your business approach. So we just sort of began this this discussion. The first missing ingredient to your business approach is clarity about your expertise. So you need to get clear on what you're really good at. What could you teach? What could you coach on? Um, what what experiences have you been through that have made you an expert on something in your life that other people need to know how to be able to do? So you've the first thing you've got to do is got and is get clear about your expertise. Now again, let me just let me just um give you kind of an example. So a lot of people think that they're experts at certain things because they've dabbled in it, but expertise means something different. So when I was a screenwriter, for example, I have solid expertise in getting pitch meetings with executives in Hollywood. I was able to do it. I was able to do it, you know, using a system. I was able to get past the gatekeepers, as we call them, and find out who was the VP I needed to talk to. I was able to get them on the phone. I was able to, you know, um, ask them for 10 minutes of their time and go in and meet with them. I have expertise in getting pitch meetings in Hollywood. I do not have expertise in closing deals because I would get into those meetings and I wasn't fully prepared. So I didn't close those deals. So if I'm thinking about how do I create a course for screenwriters or how do I create a course for people who want to produce reality TV, 
I could teach how do you get the pitch calls because I have expertise in it. I could not teach how do you close the deal because I did not close deals. And I think it's really important just using that example to get super clear on what your expertise is. Your expertise is what you have delivered in terms of results for yourself, the experiences that you've been through and you've been able to come out of and the strategies that you use to come out of those situations. Expertise is a number of years of doing a certain thing to the point where you're the top in your field. Expertise is knowing any skill to the expert level. I mean, I've been crocheting since I was three. So I could definitely teach something on how to crochet a basic blanket. I've been doing it for over 30 years. So again, a lot of entrepreneurs do not get clear on their expertise. They say, I love to do this, A, I love, I would love to teach A, but they never really come back to, but am I really an expert at A of the, the hobby of this gift and this talent and this passion and this testimony, and they want to share it with the world because they know the world needs it. And I always say to entrepreneurs, yes, your message might be applicable to the entire world, but you don't have the marketing dollars, hours, or time to market to the entire world. So you got to choose a niche. So you've got to get clear about the the need for your expertise in the market. One, who is the niche? Who is the market segment that you're going to be serving? Their age, their demographics, their basics. Who is your ideal avatar or your ideal client? And then do they need what you have expertise in? Because you you can't just have the your expertise and say, okay, I'm just going to give it to everybody. You've got to know who specifically you're going to serve and whether or not they really have an absolute need for what you offer. And trust me, if you do this enough, you will discover that you have a number of areas of expertise and then you have a number of market segments that you could market this to and that you'll find the segment who has the biggest need for one of the areas of your expertise. Now, the third missing ingredient to your business approach is this. A focus on one to two products or services you'll market and sell for the next two years. Now, I have been absolutely guilty of this. Like you, you squirrel syndrome, you get 10 ideas, 10 projects, 10 online courses. You just want to like put them all out there. And here's what I've learned in, in my own personal experience. I don't have enough time to market 10 things and I don't have enough time to market 10 things well. And so for me, when I look at my business, I say, well, what are the two the one to two products or services that I want to market and sell for the next two years. And they really look like I have an online course that's launching in a couple weeks called Write, Speak, Sell, and is really for aspiring writers who also want to do motivational speaking. So I've got Write, Speak, Sell as one product that I'm going to be marketing and selling for the next two years. And then I have a new program that's launching October 1st called Not Built to Be Broken, which is really about reclaiming your life never settling again. It's a it's a powerful program about transforming your life in a way that says, I'm never going to settle again in this specific area of my life. And that program, again, is, is a second program. In the midst of that, I still have ebooks and things like that. But all of my marketing attention is going to those two things, not built to be broken and write, speak, sell. Now, that's a hard decision to make. Because there's a ton of stuff I'd love to be focused on. I'd love to be focused on developing sponsorships for the podcast. I'd love to be focusing on 
you know, uh, doing massive launches for the eBooks that I write, but that's not my focus. And so the third missing ingredient to your business approach is really deciding what are the one to two products slash services that I'm going to put the bulk of my marketing and sales energy into for the next two years. And it is a two year commitment. And most entrepreneurs don't want to do that. They want to like sell 10 because they think it gives them room to sell to different people, different groups, but you got to market it. You have to promote it. You have to talk about it. So the three missing ingredients to your business approach are clarity about your expertise, clarity about the need for your expertise in the marketplace, like who your, your niche is and do they really need what you have to offer? And then focus on one to two products or services that you're going to market and sell for the next two years. Now, once you get clear on those things, once you put those, you know, you know what your expertise is, you know who your market segment is, you've verified that they absolutely need what you have to offer, and you've committed yourself to one to two specific products or services that you're going to put your marketing and sales energy into for the next two years. Then you've got to get to the place where you say, okay, I've got to put whole mind into present action. And what does that mean? Again, this comes, this idea of whole mind and present action actually comes from a book really old book by Wallace D. Waddles called The Science of Getting Rich, powerful book. And he talks about this idea of putting whole mind into present action. And this is how he describes it. He says, putting whole mind into present action is, let me give you some examples. It's more than filling your present place. In other words, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we're thinking about the next place we're going to land in, but we're not more than filling where we currently are. Here is the question to ask yourself. Are you over-delivering in any task that you're currently working on your business? Over-delivering, meaning not just doing the basics, not just doing what we now call the minimal viable product. You know, the MVP, what a lot of startups are talking about, the MVP, like just just get the MVP out there and put it out there. I understand that. Uh, Bill Gates does that every time he releases a new Windows Explorer, every time he releases a new Microsoft Office product. But how pissed are you when your office does not work the way you need it to work or when you load a beta of the next Explorer and it shuts down your ability to do certain things on your computer? I don't know about you, but I don't want to beta anything. If I'm going to invest my money in something, I want you to give me the best of the best of the best because I've paid you money for it. So sometimes you got to flip the script on this whole idea of minimal viable product. You've got to more than fill your present place. In other words, you've got to over deliver in any task that you're working on in your business. That's what it means to put whole mind in present action. You are 100% in that task. You're giving 100% to that task. The other piece of being whole mind in present action is you've got to do every day all that can be done that day without overworking or rushing blindly into your business. Again, this whole MVP idea, minimal viable product idea, it, it, it goes against what I'm saying here because the idea of the minimal viable product is like rush in, get, get the, get the, you know, get the most efficient, but, uh, beta one version of your online course and just throw it out there and sell it to people just so you get out there and sell it. No. And I'm going to go directly against that. I don't want to buy a beta version of somebody's online course. If I'm paying you $997, I don't want you to give me a beta. I want you to give me the best that you have because my $997 might be the best that I have. So if you're putting whole mind into present action, you're going to do every day all that can be done that day, like give it your all, everything without 
overworking without doing more, without trying to, here's what people do. They try to get a week's worth of work in a day. And I'm guilty of this. I've had to-do lists on certain days where I'm like, how did I think I was going to create a whole online course in a weekend? Mm, you know, I mean, I've had moments like that where you get into the work and you're putting your whole mind and present action on a project that you assume would be a weekend project only to realize that what it takes for you to do whole mind into present action in each task means this is not going to be a weekend project. This is not going to be a weekend thing. So do all that you can do without overworking and without rushing blindly into your business. This whole, everybody wants to like, just put a course together. And and listen, in my, in ebook world, I talk about this. I typically write one ebook a week, seven days, but I'm not rushing into it. I've tried to write a book, an ebook in three days, and I can do it, but it does feel very MVP-ish when I do. It feels very rushed. It feels I'm not able to be deliberate and intentional about the writing in that book. So I'm back to giving myself seven to 14 days to write each ebook simply because I don't want to give people MVP, minimal viable product ebooks. I want to give them everything I've got, everything I've got. And so... All of the books that you see at overcomingfearbooks.com, which is my my author website on Amazon, overcomingfearbooks.com, they are the product of me putting whole mind into present action because I'm not putting my name on something that I don't feel was powerfully written. I'm just not doing that. So when you see the books at overcomingfearbooks.com, just know like all of me is in it. I gave you all of me in each of those books and I'm not going to put a book on Amazon that doesn't give you everything I've got. And so whole mind and present action requires that you do that. You do all that you can with all that you have and you don't overwork and you don't rush blindly into your business and you focus on each act and give a hundred percent of yourself to that act. That's what it means to put whole mind into present action. Now let's talk about the one rule you need to follow to have laser focus in your business. I can't tell you how many times I hear from people. I just need to focus. I just need to focus. I just need to get focused. I just need to... Well, stop talking about focus and get focused. That's what I'm going to say. As a coach, stop talking about focus and get focused. And here's how you get focused. You 10X every business action. Now, Grant Cardone, if you don't know Grant Cardone, just Google him. You'll find him everywhere. He has pioneered sales in such a different way. And he does it because he talks about the fact that it is our moral obligation and duty to be successful in life for our families, for our community, for the world, it is our more, and because it's our moral ob- obligation, we can't just do just enough action. Like we have to do massive, inspired, efficient action. And so he wrote a book called The Ten X Rule, and that's what the entire book is about. If you're an entrepreneur, r- listen to the book on on Audible, buy the book, read the book. It's called The Ten X Rule. And when you first read it, you might be like, "Well, isn't the Ten X Rule telling me to overwork in my business?" That's not what he's saying. When you 10x every business action, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm not going to give the minimum to my customers. I'm not going to give the minimum to my potential clients. What does 10 times the level of action and investment in these particular tasks look like for my business, for this particular task that I'm doing? So you've got to 10x every business action and you, and you're able to do it. And a lot of people go, well, What if that has me up till two o'clock in the morning? What if I don't? Okay, so I'm not even gonna talk about sleep because I am not a sleep expert, but I'm gonna say this about sleep. You know how much you need to be at the the ability level to 10X stuff. 
I know how much sleep I need at the of, to be at the ability level where I can have clarity of mind and I am alert enough to give 10x to every business action I take. So whatever that is for you, make sure you get that amount of sleep. And then when you are up, your feet better hit the ground. You better 10x every single business action you take. Now, how do you 10x every business action you take? You hold the vision for your business while you're taking the action. See, a lot of people are so involved with their to-do list, like they're not excited while they're doing, you know, post-editing on a podcast, for example, or editing an ebook that you do. Like they're not excited, like, oh, I hate, like, I love the other piece, but I hate this. Here's the thing. You still got to put whole mind and present action into the pieces of the business tasks that you don't really like to do. There's a ton of things business task wise that I don't really like to do. When it comes to my eBooks, you know, you see those beautiful books at overcomingfearbooks.com. I do not like to write the book descriptions that you see on Amazon. I hate that piece. But if I have my mind, if I have my mind on, if I'm holding my vision while I'm creating the book description, not the vision for that specific book, the vision for my business, while I'm writing the book description, it will allow me, excuse me, to put my whole power, to put the whole power of my faith and purpose into the action of writing that ebook description that goes on Amazon. It's not about the to-do list. The power doesn't come from checking stuff off. The power comes from holding the vision, holding the purpose, holding the faith of what you want your overall business to do in every single task you are doing in that moment. It is being present with the vision as you take the action that gives you the 10x ability in that action. So, and here's the other piece of it. Give your full attention to each separate action. So a lot of people are like already on step on, on to-do list number five when they're still on number one. Right now I'm recording this podcast. That is where my mind is. It's not on what comes next. It's not on any of the things that come next because if I'm going to give you everything I've got, I got to be here with you right now. So the rest of it doesn't matter when I'm doing this. So give your full attention to each separate action and deliver a result that amazes you. Here's the other thing. When you're doing something in your business, you need to produce the result and you need to work at the level that would amaze you if you were your customer. So what level of attention to detail? What level of of going the extra mile? What level of really thinking through a certain process and taking certain steps would amaze you if you were your own customer. That's what you want to do with every single business action. You ought to be amazed by what you achieve in the process, which then creates momentum, which then fuels more 10x action. See, it's it, it you've got to John Maxwell said, you can more easily act your way into feeling than you can feel your way into acting. And the problem is a lot of entrepreneurs want to feel their way into massive action, but they don't want to massively act their way into feeling. It doesn't work that way. You need to act your way into feeling good about your business, not feeling good about your business so you take massive action. Don't get, let's get it right. Act your way into feeling, don't feel your way into acting. And then you also need to think about what is the level of service that you'd like to receive from the business action you're taking? Meaning like, if you were your customer, what would 10x feel like to you? What would 10x level of service look like? What would that mean? And then give that amount and then give it. So 
We've talked today about, you know, how to stop focusing on the wrong things. Clarity is the key to all of that. Clarity, clarity, clarity about what you give, clarity about what you offer, clarity about who needs it most, clarity about what niche you're going to focus on first, clarity about the one to two products or services that you are going to put the bulk of your marketing and sales energy into for the next two years. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people get stuck in thinking too far ahead into the future and this final thought is, is by Wallace D. Waddles from the book, The Signs of Getting Rich. This is what he says. You must use your thought as directed in previous chapters and begin to do what you can do where you are. And you must do all that you can do where you are. Now, let me say it again. I want you to listen for the things that are going to hit home for you. You must use your thought as directed in previous chapters and begin to do what you can do where you are. And you must do all that you can do where you are. And here's the piece that I want you to to leave with. I want you to really think about this. Reflect on this for the next couple of days. Are you in your business using your thought to do what you can do where you are? And are you doing all that you can do where you are? Or are you somewhere five years from now seeing yourself on the beach in Malibu making millions of dollars via, you know, PayPal or whatever? Um, where are you? Because if you're here, then what you're doing, if you're present, if you're mindful, then you are focused on doing what you can do with what you have, where you are, and doing all that you can do where you are. You're not five years down the road. You're here. So really reflect on that and think about that. Are you here or are you over there? Because the reality is, is you don't get over there until you're fully over here. All right, everybody, Cassandra Vaughn, uh, thank you for listening to episode number 48. Again, as I said in the beginning, if you know of a couple of women entrepreneurs who you would love to be featured at the beginning of the show, who you know are just rocking it out, send me an email at sherunstheshowpodcast at gmail.com, and then let's get down to business. All right. Talk to you next episode.